It took weeks of trying to capture this sound, the trumpeting of sandhill cranes. It wasn't that the birds themselves were elusive, although for a three-foot-tall bird, they are famously good at hiding. No, the problem was that I would hear them from my window, but by the time I got myself, digital recorder in hand, to the lake where the cranes hung out, they were gone or silent. Eventually, weeks of perseverance paid off, and I got them on tape. But the recording was marred, or enhanced by, depending on your point of view, the sound of a nearby tractor. A few days later, a friend who hadn't been trying for weeks to capture the cranes sent me a pristine file of them trumpeting. This was the summer of 2017, in rural Finland, where I was in residence at an artist colony for a month. I didn't go there with the intent of recording sandhill cranes, the same species, incidentally, that I've seen in many less exotic places, including Nebraska and Pennsylvania. In fact, I didn't really go there to record anything. I went to write music, you know, notes on paper, but I found myself drawn in another direction, captivated by the sounds of the place. You see, I'm a composer, or at least that's how I describe myself. I have the conservatory degrees, I learned the music theory, and I've written for all the standard classical instruments. That trip to Finland was my last attempt to resurrect a career that I felt had been sidetracked by life over the 17 years since grad school ended. When I sat down at the beautiful red Nord digital piano that the residency provided me, I felt nothing. I was able to scratch out a few notes, but they seemed meaningless to me. It was a confirmation, emotionally challenging, but ultimately affirming, that my musical life had changed in some important way. But my problem was... I didn't know what came next. I'm Gabriel Gould, and this is Burning the Thrushes, a podcast about what we hear when we listen, really listen. interested in field recordings and soundscapes for a few years, mostly through sound design work that I did for theatrical productions. But making recordings of the sounds around me was about to become more central to my work. I'd already discovered the childlike joy of flipping sounds backwards or upside down, or stretching them out until they became unrecognizable, or something completely different. The process of taking a sound and transforming it to a state where there's seemingly nothing left of the original 
a little like alchemy. The music you heard a few moments ago, for example, was built on a stretched-out recording of those same pesky sandhill cranes, their croak-like call converted into an eerie screech. For a while, I'd been paying more attention to soundscapes. Spring peepers, distant trains, waves crashing on the shore, morning birds passing airplanes, voices in a restaurant. But the difference now was that the strict boundaries between music, sound, and noise were beginning to break down for me. I was seeing sound as a spectrum, one in which all sounds could just be sounds, without judgment. Of course, I didn't invent this idea. I was guided in this journey by many, including John Cage, who hoped for a time when we would, quote, let sounds be just sounds, and if they're folk tunes, unresolved ninth chords, or knives and forks, just folk tunes, unresolved ninth chords, or knives and forks, unquote. But this was all pretty new to my musical way of thinking, and it was part of the reason I brought my digital recorder to Finland with me, even if I initially had other musical plans. I'm not sure when I first had the idea to combine my newfound interest in field recordings with parts of my previous musical life, but it was in Finland that I took the first steps. After a few days of settling in, setting up my equipment, getting over jet lag, and trying to compose something in the old way, I gave up and started going for walks. My favorite spot was the Cranes Lake, called Parilanjervi in Finnish, which means griddle lake due to its vaguely frying pan-like shape. When I saw the name of the lake on Google Maps, I translated it and told a friend, who misheard it as Riddle Lake. So we continued to call it that, since it imparted a mysterious charm to the place. I like to sit on a small floating boat dock, nestled in amongst horsehair and reeds, turn on the recorder, and just wait as quietly as I could. Although my ostensible goal was to record the cranes, I ended up getting so much more. Swans, ducks, cars, wind, the occasional plop of a fish. On other walks, I found soundscapes dominated by songbirds, flowing water, or what you might call rural sounds, like chainsaws and barking dogs. And on one lucky day, this unique bird call that I think is a northern lapwing. On other days, I walked into the dense, mossy birch forest to record the hushed atmosphere where I sat in a treehouse or by a bonfire or even in the traditional Finnish sauna and once dragged myself out of bed at 4 a.m. to capture the dawn chorus. When I played these sounds back, I enjoyed them, John Cage style, for what they were, and I was delighted by the occasional oral surprise like a passing car moving inexorably across the stereo field. But I wanted to do more than just listen. I wanted to create something, to leave Finland with a composition of some kind, something that could help me beta test a new way of making music. To begin, I settled on a quietly windy soundscape recorded during one of my first days there. It seemed to capture the feeling of the cool Nordic weather, and the uncanny sense of timelessness which comes from the northern summers, when the sun pretty much never sets. The next step 
was much harder, figuring out what to pair with it. For this, I needed to dig deep into my musical past. For years before I began studying composition, I wanted to be a concert pianist. I laugh about that now because it wasn't until college that I realized I just didn't have the discipline. That's when I veered into writing instead of performing music. But I started out as a pianist, and those roots are imprinted in how I hear and think of music. It seemed appropriate to bring in the keyboard at this point. So I started noodling around and eventually came up with this. And then I was off and running, putting together Fender Rhodes and piano improvisations with my field recordings, other found sounds, and the occasional touch of MIDI electronics as an adhesive. But I got the sense that something was missing. The sounds seemed to be telling a story of my time in this special place, but it was a story that was unclear on its own. What it needed, I thought, was words and a voice. Whose voice? Mine, I guessed, although I'd never done any voiceover work before, and like most people, I had an uneasy relationship with the recorded sound of my own voice. Perhaps someday I'll do an episode of Burning the Thrushes on this phenomenon, but suffice it to say, it took some getting used to. As this was my first foray into recording myself, I found I could handle it better if I rather liberally added reverb and other effects, arguably overdoing it at times. Today I've come to a wary truce with my own voice, a kind of vocal demilitarized zone where we just agree to disagree. And since I was in Finland, it only seemed proper to choose words honoring my host country, although there wasn't a chance I would embarrass myself by attempting to speak in Finnish, one of the hardest languages on earth by all accounts. I was aware of the Kalevala, the mythological Finnish epic, partly from years of being a fan of the Finnish music group Vertina. Looking online, I found a public domain English translation of it, and went about looking for as many references to birch trees, koivu in Finnish, as I could, since I'd come to see them as the most representative image of the Finnish countryside. The Kalevala, it turns out, is full of beautiful pastoral images, but it's also quite dark and disturbing at times. I guess that's what happens when a people don't see the sun for several months a year. These passages turned out to be the glue, the dovetail joints that held together the other elements. And so, over the next few weeks, I recorded, moved, cut, spliced, layered, and edited my way through hundreds of sounds to create whatever this is. I had a title, Koivu, of course, but no idea how to classify the piece I had made. Was it music? Poetry? Found sound? I tried to imagine where people would listen to it. On CD? The radio? A concert hall? A museum installation? None of these seemed quite right, so Koivu more or less just sat on my hard drive for the next four years, until I realized it's a podcast. I wasn't really aware of podcasts in 2017. I know, I'm a dinosaur. But they've become an essential part of my listening now, so it's not surprising it didn't occur to me at the time. So I'm going to be quiet now and share what came from my month in Finland. In wine, they call the grape's connection to the land terroir. 
This is the same thing, I think, except that my connection to the place is through its sounds, its noise, its music. There is iron in the swamplands, stretching by the watercourses, hidden well for many ages, hidden in the birch forests. In the swamps ran blackened waters, from the heath the bears came ambling, and the wolves ran through the marshes. Iron then made its appearance, where the feet of wolves had trodden, where the paws of bears had trampled.
swamps and lowlands 
Leave the grassy vales and mountains. Leave the crystal lakes and rivers. Leave the forests to the weary. Leave the heather to the rover. Leave the copses to the stranger. Leave the highways to the roebuck. Leave the woodland glens to lynxes. Leave the lowlands to the wild geese. And the birch tree to the cuckoo. Burning the Thrushes is written, edited, and produced by me, Gabriel Gould. All music and recordings are my own, except for Recording of Cranes by Catherine Rush, Nocturne by Aino Leino, read by Elena Huriutanen on LibriVox.org, Girl from Finland Counts 1 to 6, uploaded to freesound.org by Schulze, and John Martin Crawford's 1888 English translation of the Kalevala, available on wikisource.org. Join me next time, when I return to Finland, to explain where this podcast got its name, and how the thrushes came to be burned.